Okay. Jesse, I'm a legend now. Because of how many drinks I saw you go down <laughs> with your family. It was literally weekend. just my grandpa. You literally Snapchatted every single drink that you had with the number that it was. I know I did that on purpose. I uh, think the last one I saw was seven. Seven what? Rum and well, Cokes. Rum and Cokes. Okay. This is our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We haven't recorded in like a month again. So like... We're awkward, as per usual. Oh, but I've got things to tell you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but this is the Marble Forest Podcast before you tell them. Okay, this is the Marble Forest Podcast, and I'm Amber. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> <laughs> you really want to tell me. Okay, things. I have to tell you. I have to tell you about this fucking bar that we were at. And did you take pictures? Like, is it, like, cool looking? Like... um. Okay, no. So, so here, I'll, I'll paint a word picture. Oh, yeah, because you were drunk and I told you to screenshot our conversation. I wasn't actually drunk. I was just severely buzzed. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't drunk. I was still coherent. But, like... Wait, do you think I was being drunk makes you not coherent? Mm. I'm less coherent when I'm drunk. Okay. Like, I can tell the difference. Oh. I wasn't stumbling to walk to the bathroom, so, like, I was okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. I went to visit my grandpa this weekend. Just for fun. So I left Friday night or Friday after work around two and I got there around six and he's like, let's get food and then let's go to the bar. And I'm like, okay. So we went, got Chinese food and then we went to the bar. He's in the middle of nowhere, literally middle of nowhere. Grocery store, closest one hour away, middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. There's like a small town near. Is this the place we stayed at that one time we went up north? No. Okay. Um. So he's in a small town. And the small town has literally, like, two bars, a little convenience-type store, and, like, there was an ice cream shop and a bank. Yep. Sounds like small towny. Two bars. That was you it. You need a bank in a small town, and yep. that's it. <laughs> so, we went to the bar, and it won me over the second we walked into it, and I just need to tell you why. Okay. First of all, it looked like a log cabin, and everything inside was wood-paneled, and, like, <laughs> the floor was uneven, and it was, like, amazing. But I sat down, and I looked up at the TV that was behind the bar, Yeah, and they were legit on the TVs in this bar playing paranormal TV shows and, like, ghost adventures. And like, Was the bar haunted? I don't Please think Please tell so. me the bar was haunted. I don't know. The owners of it are new, so I don't really know, like... They they drank with us. Like they sat and chilled with us and drank with us. We drank oh, with it the sounds owners. Like, it sounds like my favorite bar around here. Oh my god, it was so if you much drink fun. With, if you drink with the owners, you get free drinks. <laughs> like it was so much fun. So like I was just sitting there watching paranormal TV shows, like while we're out with my grandpa's friends drinking. <laughs> First night I had five drinks. Casual. Just you know, just casually, just a casual five casually rum and cokes. five rum and cokes, and then the next night he's like, "Let's go back to the bar," and I was like, "All right, sounds fun. I had a really fun time last night. Um, I had nine drinks. Nine, nine, nine was the final tally, and that was because like I was like good. I was like done at eight. I was like I'm fine. No more drinks, and like eight was even pressing it. But then like his friend was like, "Oh, get her another one." 
So, like, everyone was just buying me drinks. The little old lady next to me was trying to buy me shots of Patron. <laughs> you should have taken shots of Patron! I would have. But no, she wouldn't take them with me, so no one would buy me shots of Patron unless she did them with me. And then her husband's like, we gotta go. She's so drunk. <laughs> And it then, sounds like me as an adult. And then, like, this other little late old lady, like, came over and, like, aggressively grabbed my head, like, both sides and just gave me, like, the most aggressive kiss on the top of the head. And I'm like, I literally just met you today. <laughs> um, But it was super fun. And then Sunday, yeah, we went back to the bar to get lunch and had two more drinks. <laughs> so grand total 16 drinks this weekend with my grandpa. Yeah. So that was exciting. That is. I just really wanted to tell you about the bar playing paranormal shows because it literally made my weekend. I was like, this is so cool. You know, I, I've, uh, I've gone back to Ghost Adventures and I started watching episodes again. And sometimes I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. But like, I, it's so entertaining. Well, it wasn't just Ghost Adventures. Like, they were playing multiple different shows. One was called like Paranormal Caught on Camera. Never really seen it before. I watch things like that on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I did too. But like, I'd never seen that show before. And what would I was watching? Like, it was hard to like, from the TV, like, it was hard for me to see like subtitles and stuff. So I was like, just kind of like what the fuck is happening in this show but i like wrote down the name so that i could like see if it was any good later yeah i've never watched it but i watched sort of at the bar (laughs) yeah not yet no but it was really fun well that's awesome i'm glad you had a good time it was um just it was funny and then okay this is why i'm a legend okay (laughs) my grandpa called me Oh, yeah. On your way here. A few minutes before I got here. And he goes, I just got to tell you, I went to the bar last night and I ordered the rum and coke and we drank the entire bar out of rum. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't have any rum anymore. They had no this more is that rum. much of a small town that they still haven't replenished the rum from when you were at the bar? <laughs> I mean, I came home yesterday morning. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. He went last night, so like yesterday morning I left, and he le- went last night, and they had not replenished the rum in the like night. We drank the bar out of rum. Neat. And his friends were all like, does everyone in your family drink like that? And apparently he's trying to have a drinking contest with one of his friends because he thinks we could win. Uh- <laughs> all right. Sure. So... You know, I just thought that was some fascinating information. Yeah, definitely. I was cry laughing when he was calling me and he's telling me this. I'm like laughing so hard I was crying. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I also won $200 at the casino. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. 200 That was exciting. Yeah, I okay. never win anything at the casino. I got to play with not my own money. That made it even better. Oh, yeah. So it was all profit. (laughs) The last time I went to a casino, I was, I played with my own money first and then I ran out of money and then my dad kept giving me money so I could keep playing on the, uh, we weren't even playing real blackjack. We were playing blackjack at one of those like video blackjack tables. (laughs) I was just playing slots and I hit within like the first 20 minutes and my grandpa's like, 
take that ticket out of the machine, put it in your purse, and play with another $20 bill. And I was like, okay. So I did that, and I lost everything else. But I got $200. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't really have much to talk about besides, like, I started watching uh, Pair or ghost hunters go what? ghost adventures ghost adventures okay okay and i always refer to him as zach baggins but it's zach what how did he pronounce it boggins right yeah i think i remember like i know that it's not pronounced zach baggins but that's how it's spelt yeah so i see zach baggins yeah exactly so his name is zach baggins have i watched anything new and exciting good omens on i haven't watched that but i heard it's good did you watch it yes okay i love david tennant i gotta watch it then um he is my spirit animal i saw i no never mind i won't do the meme justice if i say it so (laughs) (laughs) but it was comparing doctor who and the good omens character okay yeah i haven't seen that that's on my list i don't really watch anything too exciting lately just a lot of The Office because that's easy to binge. It is. I feel like I watched a. I feel like I watched a really stupid movie recently. Oh, since you okay, so since you've been watching The Office, right? I ran a five k, right? Yes. <laughs> but so when I came into work, because like one of my coworkers, he runs, and so like he's been like giving me like helpful hints and everything, and so I came in and I had a yogurt lid with paper clips metal made for me hanging on my computer <laughs> and, and he goes are you just gonna throw it away and i'm like no i'm gonna hang it up on the walls of my cubicle <laughs> like i he love goes, that and i think like the thing from the office is wh- why would i wait to throw it away like six months from now and you'll still be upset when i can just throw it out now yeah <laughs> I love that. So, but I don't plan on throwing it out. I plan on just leaving it. Well, I guess unless I don't work there anymore is when it'll get thrown out. I mean, you should actually just keep it forever as your medal for the 5K. Yeah, but my medal for the 5K is a lot cooler. Oh, I saw that. It was cool. It's a bottle opener. I like it. Because you have to go to the one that they give you free alcohol. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the one you, that's the only 5K you go to. Yeah. On the way home, I drove, I had to detour. Because I got off at an exit to, like, use the bathroom, and I didn't realize that, like, the de- the other way to get off the exit was closed, so I had to detour. And I detoured in this really small town, and they were having a corn husk run. Ooh, a do you get a 5K? Do you get free corn? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but I wish, I hope so. I hope, like, at the end of the race, you get a, like, a husk of a corn. A roasted corn cob. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's your corn. Uh, yes. <laughs> Love it. Well, like, because I did sign up for another 5K that's on the 4th of July. And two things that stood out to me of why I need to run this 5K is because you get free bomb pops at the end of the 5K. Nice. And your metal looks like a bomb pop. That's awesome. So, <laughs> hashtag reasons why I run. Love it. At least it gives you a reason. It does. I'm off on the 4th of July. Do you want to come watch me run? That seems like a lot of watching and not running. So maybe. Okay. <laughs> so are you ready? I think I'm ready. To drive on into it? To drive on in. 
That's definitely from Star Wars. That's the jivingest music I could think of off the bat. All right, we're going to give the coin to Alyssa because she did a really good job the last time. But, Jesse. We really need a tally. We really need a tally. I'll get a whiteboard. Is the coin weighted? I didn't weight it. I promise. I just Did you put a lot more paint on your side than my side? No. <laughs> you, unless the pink paint is heavier than the blue paint. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. The dark purple paint on your side would probably be more heavier than the lighter green on my side. That's true, I guess. I don't know how paint if works. If we're going by darker <laughs> colors are heavier. <laughs> hey, Corey, if you still listen to us, you should definitely make that coin you talked about like a year ago. <laughs> make us a coin. Make us a coin. Maybe it won't be so weighted. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I put like a metal bar closer to my side. <laughs> Strap a penny to it. <laughs> maybe I painted a penny into it and you just can't tell. Yeah. Because I'm like super good at crafts. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for my story today? I'm ready. Today, we're going to change it up and just talk about cats. Oh, okay. So more specifically, cryptid kitties. Aww. Cryptid with a K because I want to use K for kitties. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's like we're in like the like MySpace era. All right. So pretty much I'm just going to um, tell you about three of them throughout the United States today. Okay. The first one we have is the White Death or Alaskan Tiger. Ooh. So it lives in the swampy areas of Alaska. I was just going to ask where the Alaskan Tiger was from. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. But also in your question about Alaska, I didn't know Alaska had swamps. <laughs> so I just assumed it was always cold. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, Alaska. <laughs> so, but due to the terrain, it's difficult for people to travel through the swampy areas. Mm -hmm. So the legend goes that every human that the uh, Alaskan tiger kills, another stripe appears on its back. Oh, that's kind of metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's like another notch in its gun. Yeah, exactly. Another notch in its bedpost. Oh, what is happening to this tiger? Well, think about it like when they're born they're just so pure and oh white. my god so cute and it's just like a cute little kitten and you're not scared of it at all and then it gets its first kill yeah and then it got <laughs> it gets a stripe across its face like scarface Ooh, and then it's like looking kind of badass but you're still like oh it's just so cute yeah. and then it just keeps killing <laughs> so um it is speculated that the white death may be a siberian tiger well, of course of course but it is unlikely because their main food source is the red deer that is not present in the area. The show Alaskan Monsters featured it in season one where they're looking for it. I want to watch that show. So they apparently saw something in the woods and attempted to tranquilize it with a dart. But the creature heads in the direction that the team ended up deeming unsafe to follow. Oh, geez. Of course. So... Here is a picture, artist rendering, of the Alaskan tiger. I kind of love it. He doesn't have a lot of stripes, though, personally, no. so he hasn't killed a lot, probably. No. He's, he's on the good side of things. Maybe he's really just 
um, kind of like clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always messes up killing things. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So next up on the Marble West podcast. Yes. My favorite podcast. We have what is known as the cactus cat. Oh my God. <laughs> is this cat me? <laughs> I hope so, because I have some pictures that, like, I want to show you for the cactus cat. It is reportedly seen in deserts of the American Southwest, like California, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico. Okay. The cactus cat looks like a large black cat standing about two feet tall and weighing about 30 pounds, so about Theo-sized. Okay. And its fur is spiky with thorns with a branch tail with thin razor sharp bones along its front legs i love this um it makes me instantly think of you know those uh man what is the brand i'm gonna butcher it it's the like you can get blind boxes of the characters tokidoki and they have like the little cactus cat yeah that's instantly what i think of. yes that that's what i have pictured really i love it (laughs) So, uh, but don't worry, the cactus cat is not considered aggressive towards humans. Oh, he's nice with his spines. Yeah, with his spines. And the external sharp bones are used for cutting open cactus to drink the sap. Not stabbing. Not stabbing. This is the artist's rendering of the cactus cat. Adorable. Um, his tail looks like balls. Yes, in this picture. It's depicted... (laughs) As balls. <laughs> it's very fun. It looks pointy. I don't want to pick it up. Yeah. But I kind of still do. Yeah. But you definitely want to pick up these cactus cats, right? Oh, those are so cute. I would actually like totally, if I had a cactus like that, that would be in my house. In the 19th century, people described seeing strange beasts coming out of the night to slash open the cactus and drink the sap. The sap would cause them to become intoxicated. The and cat? The or, cat. Oh, so he's getting drunk. Yeah, the cat's getting drunk. He's like a party cat. He's a <laughs> definite party cat. He's like me. He's a party animal. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, and sometimes when the cat was intoxicated, would attack travelers. So, like... What is he? Is he trying to like attack them to be like, hey, where's more alcohol? Need more cactus? Are you a cactus? Yeah, like maybe he just wants more. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's he, just an alcoholic. Maybe he hallucinates like ever, people with spines. Oh yeah, just thinks they're cactus. Yeah, cacti. I mean, like if I stand kind of like this in a field and paint myself green and glue pipe cleaners onto me, I'll look like a cactus. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that you could definitely do. <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna go to the <laughs> desert with you. <laughs> so some people would wake up to find welts on their body from the cat's barbed tail that would touch them. Ow! And the cactus cat is also known for a unique cry that can be heard at night, along with the sounds of bones rubbing together. Ew! First of all, um, what is this cry? I uh, the cry similar to a puma. Okay. Like a puma. He's a puma. Yeah. It's also been compared to a bobcat, mountain lion, or porcupine. Okay, I can kind of get porcupine <laughs> since it's a cactus, <laughs> but it's a cat, so I don't get porcupine that much. 
Maybe it's a porcupine mountain lion bobcat hybrid. Oh, someone's doing some mad science. Yeah. Just or in, nature in, is in experimenting. <laughs> well, that's what nature can do in the middle of the desert. No one's out there. So nature can just do all its, you know, experiments. Yeah. Why not? Is nature the name of our scientist? Those were just two that I came across when I was looking up the wampus cat. Ooh, the wampus cat's a good cat. Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. Because it sort of reminds me of Bigfoot and all the stories that I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. So I just came across those other two cats and I thought I'd give you a quick gist of no, them. I like a good uh, mix up. What's the name of like a s- anthology? A book with multiple stories. Okay. This is a anthology. You can story. realize how dumb I am. That's fine. At this moment right now. That's fine. Okay. I love it. All right. So the creature, the wampus cat, is a southern eastern of the United States that is has shape-shifting powers. So the wampus cat comes from the word catawampus that apparently has multiple meanings. Catawampus is the best word and everyone should use it all the time. Yeah? Yeah, for real. Okay. Let's start using it in our daily language. Okay. That's- so here's how we can use it in our daily Perfect. language. It includes identifying a mysterious animal... Describing something that's placed on a corner. (laughs) (laughs) So like kitty corner. Yeah. Apparently other places say catty corner. So that could work. Oh. We say kitty corner here. But in Kansas, my cousin's husband says catty corner. I have heard of that before. Or as a term to describe something that is just messed up or gone awry. Man, this whole room is catty wampus. Yep. Alyssa, her whole life, cattywampus. My whole life, cattywampus. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometime in the early 20th century, the syllables were changed and cattywampus became the wampus cat. Love it. So, there are a couple of stories of how the wampus cat came to be. One of them is uh, with Native American origins. That is the most popular story about the cattywampus. Okay, cool. Or the wampus cat. The catawampus wampus cat. Yep. The story goes that the wampus cat was once a beautiful Cherokee woman. Her husband would often uh, leave with the other men to go hunting to bring back food. Before their trip, the men would gather in the woods and ask forgiveness for the lives of the animals that they were about to take to seek supernatural help in this task. Okay. This was considered a sacred ritual that women were forbidden to see. Ooh, forbidden Forbidden. So, like, very secret society. Yeah, definitely. Like, they have their own Native American secret society. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, as you know, us women like to know what's going on is what I wrote. Um, Real talk, I think I'm so nosy, and I can't help it. Like, I heard a lady talking, well, I was at work today. Yeah. Not my regular work, but my other work. I was, I heard a lady talking some mad smack up front. So I like had to like sneak up there stealthily with my little duster and pretend I was dusting closer so I could hear what was going on because I'm nosy. Same. So she begged and begged her husband to reveal what was going on, but he always refused. So one night as the men set out into the forest, she decided to follow them. She wrapped herself in cougar skin and quietly followed until she came 
upon a clearing in the forest that the men had gathered. Hiding behind a rock, she watched, finally getting to see what she had been so curious about. Her excitement did get the best of her, though, and she crept a little too close. Oh, man. If you couldn't hear, Alyssa just asked, is that where the term curiosity killed the cat comes from? But the cat doesn't actually die. But they're very curious. They are very curious. (laughs) I don't know know what that was. (laughs) Can I spell curiosity with a K too? Sure. <laughs> You're just gonna spell a ton of things with a K. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spell cat with a K too, and okay. then it's gonna be in the description. And only if you only if you listen, you'll know. Yeah, you'll get it. It'll be funny. It'll like be kind of like our secret society thing. Yes. So the curiosity killed the cat, and she was spotted. Ah. Oh. The men of the tribe grabbed her and dragged her into the center of the circle. Even her husband? Yes. Oh, no. This is some forbidden shit. Okay. All right? Real forbidden. Real forbidden. The forbidden fruit of Eden. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm on the same page. The, that's all started how this got doomed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, as punishment for breaking the rules, a spell was cast up onto the woman. The cougar skin she was wrapped in herself became her own skin, and she was cursed to live forever in the woods alone. Without her husband? Is that like an automatic divorce? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I would say definitely. Because, like... She has he, to be alone. He's brought sh- she's brought shame upon their family. She has. She needs to, like, join the army and, like, be alone. defeat the Huns. Ooh, wrong country. But it's fine. Mulan still felt shame from her family for not doing great with the matchmaker. Ancestors, <laughs> here are, please. Help me not to make a fool of me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the Wampus Cat roams the Appalachian Mountains at night. Okay. On to another story. Where... Still a Cherokee tribe, but it was, the Wampus Cat was already a thing. Okay. And it was already terrorizing the Cherokee tribe. Okay. So a young warrior summoned the courage to try to put an end to it. Okay. So he set out to destroy the beast once and for all, but as he approached it, the beast turned and faced the warrior. As he looked upon the face of the beast, the warrior was instantly driven insane. Ooh, fun. Yes. So, like, kind of a Medusa feel? Yeah, exactly. Except he didn't turn to stone. He just went insane. Yeah. I Okay. Yeah. You know, like, normal supernatural shit. You just go insane. Love it. <laughs> Having returned crazy, the warrior's wife set out to find the beast for revenge. She cloaked herself in the skin of a mountain lion or cougar and sneaked up behind it. When the beast turned and saw her, it ran away terrified, never to be seen again. So she's scarier than a wampus cat. Apparently. She's terrified. <laughs> so, but the thing is, supposedly, the spirit that haunts the area is the spirit of the woman. Not wearing, the wampus cat? Not the wampus cat. Oh. So, like, she scared it away, but, like, her revenge took a toll on her. So now, like... Because she took this being out of oh their land. Oh my god, she totally Santa Claus the Wampus Cat. 
Right? <laughs> right, though? I love it. <laughs> like, in the movie, the spoiler alert, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen accidentally kills the Santa Claus and then has to take over the role as Santa Claus. He does. Right? So now she's the Wampus Cat. So now she's the Wampus Cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect analogy. I never knew I needed <laughs> Now that that's all done and over with, ready for the third story. Yes. <laughs> all right. So there was a rumor that there was a witch that lived by herself in the hills of West Virginia. Ooh, that's fun. Yep. So we're changing it up just a little bit. They believe that she would sneak out at night and kill or steal livestock. Don't don't eat your livestock, friends. Don't, don't do it. Or steal your livestock. Ooh, that's a new one. Yeah. Don't steal your livestock, friends. Yep. Are they her friends, though? Maybe she's lonely. She lives Don't in the- eat my livestock, friends. <laughs> that is our livestock. That's my goat. I named him Timothy. Does he pass out? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how she got him so easy. <laughs> so one night, the townsfolk made plans to catch her in the act. Love it. Though they never actually caught her stealing any cattle or sheep. They did catch her in the middle of a transformation from turning from woman to cat. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shape-shifting transformation. Yeah. That also makes me think of um, Animorphs. Do you remember that book series? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember the covers where they would be like traumatically like a human girl turning into a cat? Yes. And it was and step it was... by step. Yes. The villagers startled her. And she stopped mid-metamorphosis, and she remained half-woman, half-cat forever. Oh, so she's the weird phase when you look at it, you're like, what? What are they trying to do? This art looks weird. Yeah. Like the boy that was a rat, and halfway through, he's like a weird rat boy that's sort of hunched over. Yes. (laughs) I'm having weird flashbacks to that right now. (laughs) So... Now, she is believed that she is acting out of anger and resentment for being cut off from the rest of mankind due to this and still terrorizes everyone. (laughs) So she's, like, looking a little strange. Yeah. She's got, like, whiskers and a cat nose, but, like, human eyes. Um, And she's like, look, I can't come back into society with whiskers. Yeah. I have to hide... In the woods for the rest of my life, even though I was already doing it. Even though I was already a lonely witch that lived by myself, now I can never talk to humans. You know how hard it is to date like this? (laughs) So, in Tennessee, the Wampus Beast is seen as a spirit of death. Ooh, different. Yeah, so, like, we're going a little on, like, the side of, uh, what's it called? What did I do? What's the cryptid I did? The Weeping Willow? Yes, the Weeping Willow ghost screamer thing. Um, oh, it was the La Llorona episode. Yes. But, like, I also talked about different cultures' versions of it. Yes. Okay, I got it. I Like that. <laughs> I, perfect. Okay. Yeah, the Banshee. Okay. Yes. <laughs> when the cry is heard, someone will die and be buried within three days. Buried. Buried in the ground. But, like, okay, does that mean, like... You're going to die because you were buried? Or does that mean like you're going to die and we're going to bury you within three days? Maybe they're like, oh man, he like went froze to death 
I don't know what's the what I'm looking for. Like where they just sort of freeze and die, like scared, like okay, Patrick. Yes, petrified. Thanks, Alyssa. Alyssa's my words for me today. Love her. Um, <laughs> gotta love Alyssa. So yes, like petrified, and then they die, and then they're like, well. It's sort of awkward. Let's just bury it. Maybe, like, because it's an awkward statue. Or does yeah. it mean, like, oh, that guy was working in a mine shaft and the mine shaft caved in. Now he's buried. <laughs> <laughs> Could work both ways. We always have to paint a picture here. Or the wampus cat, maybe, is just like, you know, I don't actually want to eat anyone. I'm just going to bury a hole, knock you in it, and cover dirt all over you, and you'll die. And then I'll unbury you and then eat you. Maybe that's what it likes to do. And then we always discover the buried person. Or maybe we don't always discover the buried person. Maybe they just vanish in the Tennessee mountains. Oh. I am now to actual real life stories. Ooh, real life ones. Real life stories that I found on the interwebs and may or may not be true. Okay, cool. We always love may or may not be true. It's our Our, whole philosophy. Our whole philosophy is may or may not be true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love it. welcome to the marble west <laughs> where we make jokes like 10 year olds <laughs> and all of them may or may not be true <laughs> this story was i think i found these on reddit okay i'm pretty sure so and i did shorten them a bit so i did cut out some filler words so we lived out in the country and had a swamp behind our house I had a dog named Silver Chief, and, like, they had grown up together. The dog's name is Silver Chief? Yes. It's a very long name for a dog. What do you call it? Chief? I guess. Silver. Silver Chief. Silver Chief, get in this house! (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just trying to, like, it just seems like a very extended name for a dog. Well, Theo has a really long name. Sort of? I gave him a middle name. Okay, well, like, Paco has a middle name, too, and it's Paco Sir Fancy Mask Pants McFluffy Bottom. Yeah. But I don't Do call you tell him- your vet that? I don't call- No, and I don't call him Paco Sir Fancy Pants McFluffy Bottom. Yeah, and, like, let's also talk about Pumpkin's name. Pumpkin's name is Pumpkin Spice Latte. Okay, that's fair. All right? But did you tell your vet she was Pumpkin Spice Latte? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like- they were like, can we just put pumpkin spice down? And I go, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so they know it's fine. Okay, cool, perfect. <laughs> so I totally get it. <laughs> so this dog, Silver Chief, got it, was apparently not afraid of anything, man or beast. So he's metal. Yeah. <laughs> Not just because his name is Silver. Not just because he's made of silver. (laughs) So we had been having some chickens killed at night and I thought I might, it might be a fox or something. One night I heard a chicken, the chickens hollering. So I grabbed a flashlight and the 22 rifle and ran to the chicken house. It was dark, but I saw something big looking jump over the chicken fence, chicken wire fence. Which was seven feet high. Ew. I went in there and there were six chickens dead. That's a, like a really high jump. Yeah. It got reach. Yeah. Maybe it's a pole vaulter. Cats can jump really high. Okay. That's true. I'm not used to cats jumping really high. Well, because you have a midget cat. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I never think like, oh, every time I go to my parents' house and I see my sister's cat on like the top of a cabinet, I'm like, how did she get up there? Because <laughs> Paco would fall because he doesn't have enough reach. He does not. All right. I guess cats can jump high. <laughs> okay. Fine. Whatever. It was not long after that that another night I heard the dog barking. All of a sudden, he yiped and ran back to the house. He never ran from anything. So my brother got a twenty-two and walked up into the woods. He was walking up when he heard claws scratching on tree bark. Vomit. He looked up into the eyes of what we call the wampus cat. It was getting ready to pounce on him and his brother, her, his or her brother, I don't know, fired the rifle without a doubt, supposedly killing the cat. Supposedly. Supposedly. At the end of the story, they're like, no one believes us, but like, we sort of just sort of buried it. <laughs> okay. Like, they didn't think anything of it. It's just like the, the normal, eh, we didn't think anything of it. I feel like you should think something of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A giant cat climbing in the tree. A giant that cat. That really weird. That murdered your chickens. And that like- was gonna kill you. That doesn't look like a cat. Yeah. Be concerned. Yep. So, ready? Yes. I got another story for you. Okay, go. Probably from somewhere. Reddit. <laughs> so, since I can remember, my mother's side of the family has had its run-ins with the wampus cat. When my mother had a rough day at school for being bullied in middle school back in the 80s, she was crying and riding her bike home down the country dirt road. The sun was setting, but it's not dark out yet. Okay. Behind her, she hears a shriek. Ew. And it sounds like when an eagle screams, but gurgling gutturalness of cougars. Okay, that's the most disgusting description I've ever heard. (laughs) That's why I left it in. (laughs) (laughs) I dislike that noise. Yeah, right? It's gross. Yeah. It's really phlegmy, it sounds. Yeah, it does sound phlegmy. (laughs) Ew, it sounds gross. She turns around and sees a huge creature, dark, matted fur, in the stance like a gorilla stands when it walks on its knuckles. What? So this is, so, this is, like, pretty much, I think I took it out, honestly. But, like, they have been describing ape-like creatures, and it more goes along with the first legend that I told you. Okay. With the Cherokee woman turned half cougar like she still has arms and feet okay okay you know but she sort of crawls around okay i got you so yeah so like all of the things sounded like bigfoot okay she turns around and races on her bike all the way home she told her mom and what she saw and her mom calmly says that's the wampus cat they never hurt us they just like the spook you and that was that. <laughs> That's casual. Soup's casual. I grew up with a uh, a father who was superstitious as hell and practically jumping under the bed to hide when we heard the wampus cat scream in the backyard some nights. While my mom and grandmother just kind of acknowledge, oh, it's the cat again. <laughs> oh, geez. My closest encounter one night was in high school. My friend and I and her boyfriend were sitting on the front porch enjoying some... Nighttime air and lightning bugs. 
when a huge gorilla-sized, extremely hairy animal runs up onto the front porch, screams like hell, and runs away. Oh my god. We go to her bedroom, and for about an hour, you could hear it stalking back and forth underneath her window. Ugh. About ten feet down. Growling, spitting, screaming, and rolling around in the foliage. Ugh. Just being pesky and grumpy. (laughs) Finally, it wanders off, and it is all quiet, and they just fall asleep. I would not be falling asleep. So, those are some of the stories that I found on the internet of the Wampus Cat. I love it. Uh, The Wampus Cat is also a mascot of many schools. Oh, yeah. For sure. Across the country. One school has it depicted like a yellow cougar with a spiked ball on its tail. Oh. Okay. Yep. Others have a six-legged cat. Yep. And it is described as a mountain lion with six legs, four for running, two for fighting. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like a great mental image personally love like it. i think like some like weird like spider thing so like it has the four legs and then i like i assume sort of centaur body i love that you know and then it, yeah sort yeah. of like a centaur that's how i picture it. okay yeah that's exactly what i'm picturing and, and then but like boxing gloves oh yeah and it's punching as it runs yeah because it just, these are the fighting arms and that's what you do sort of just like a crab just going <laughs> I'm sorry, that that doesn't translate well to a podcast. (laughs) I just sort of did the Zoiberg. Yeah, the the crab claw. The crab claws. So, and then finally we have pop culture. Yes. A musical ensemble in 1937 consisted of six or seven string musicians that billed themselves as the Wampus Cats. Cute. Strange Ways Brewing in Virginia brews a beer named after the cat. Ooh, that's fun. And the United States version of Hogwarts. Hogwarts. One of their uh, houses is named after the Wampus Cat. Which is amazing. And it is also lists the Wampus Cat as a source of hair used for the magic wands. Ooh, I didn't actually know that part. Yes. And that you can find that on Pottermore. <laughs> I'm not um, a wampus cat. I took that. How do you quiz. pronounce the United States? Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. I think. Okay, sure. <laughs> that's how I pronounce it in my head. Yeah. So I thought I'd leave that in there because, like, I was like, "Oh, that's neat, Harry Potter." <laughs> I think it's Ilvermorny. All right. I think I. I think I'm a Thunderbird in the Ilvermorny. I never quiz. took it. Whatever it is, it's the Slytherin equivalent, and I'm a Slytherin. Fun fact for you. Yeah. So that's my story. I the love Wampus it. Cat, the Cactus Cat, and the Alaskan Tiger. I love it. And those are my cryptid kitties of the day. <laughs> KK. KK. Cryptid kitties. <laughs> it's like a cute, like, um, like if you were in high school, you guys could be the cryptid kitties and have like your own little gang. And be super kawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Are you ready for my story? This is the most non-ghost episode. Are you doing a cryptid too? No. No? <laughs> I'm doing my current obsession. A potential UFO thing. Aliens. Got it. So I'm covering the Phoenix Lights. Oh, okay. 
Do you know much about the Phoenix Lights? I know that they are lights in the sky above Phoenix. Perfect. <laughs> Let's get into it. Didn't they do a BuzzFeed Unsolved? They definitely did. Okay. I used them as one of my sources because they just compile the information so well. Yeah. I actually had started this story like months ago and then stopped and then just walked away from it. And I had like three paragraphs in a Google Doc and was like, yeah, I'm going back to it. All right. Okay, so on March 13th, 1997, something strange was observed in the sky in Arizona. It also says around, like, some people saw it in Nevada or the Mexican state of Sonora, but I didn't see really any other things besides, like, one article stating that. Yeah, because the Phoenix Lights are so popular. Right. So popular. So thousands of people saw lights in the sky between the times of 7.30 and 10.30 p.m., the lights varied in description. The Phoenix lights phenomena started around 7.30 when a string of about five lights appeared in a V formation over Phoenix, Arizona. The National UFO Reporting Center, which I didn't know was a thing, and that's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, reported Our government that, pays for that or something, right? I don't know. Like, it's just kind of fun to me. Let's just call them. No, yeah. Let's not, let's not put hey, in Hey, would tips. you like to uh, say anything on our podcast? Ooh, maybe they're, like, super into being on, like, really not well-known podcasts. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so they reported that the first call regarding the lights came in around 8.16 p.m. Okay. So the call was made by a retired police officer that lived in Paulden, Arizona. So here's some some fun facts about how far Paulden is from Phoenix. Oh, okay. Driving to Paulden is about two hours north of Phoenix. But okay. if you decided to walk there, it's 41 hours. Okay. And then if you were like, hey, maybe not walk, but I'll ride my bike. It's like 12 hours. Is this the real research that you did? Yeah. Like that's the what I like. hard hitting evidence. Yeah, like I like research. was like, how far is this away from this? And Google told me. And I was like, I'm putting it all in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the retired police officer said that he saw a cluster of red-orange lights arranged in a V formation. After the first call, the National UFO Reporting Center began getting floods of calls from south of Paulden, suggesting the lights were moving in a southeast direction. There were allegedly over 700 witnesses to this, including pilots, police officers, and military officials. Okay. So those who... And videos. And there are videos. Yeah. Those who witnessed the bizarre lights described them as otherworldly. Some described them as orbs, some as triangles. Oh, you were close enough to notice that it would look like a triangle? Some people said it was a triangle. Some people... Or like, were they like in a formation of a triangle i mean they were in a v formation yeah so like that could be considered a triangle it could be it is um sort of triangular using one side yeah it's kind of like an acute angle i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) others witnesses a large amount of witnesses described the lights as part of a singular massive craft that made no noise okay i'll get more into that in a little bit. Okay. One video of the event shows five lights in a V-like pattern in the sky at 7 p.m. And then in a V-like pattern at 9 or uh, at 10 p.m. showing nine lights. So, like, the lights. Yeah, I more. remember that. Yeah. So, like, were they just, like, they were literally consistently there for two hours, right? 
it sounds like people consistently noticed them for and they may have been like slowly moving but some of it says they were hovering yeah so like they were in the sky yeah just sort of hanging out this video was taken by a witness named terry proctor and it's like one of the few videos of the events and i tried googling it to see if i could find this specific video yeah and i could not so if anyone can find it send it to me so witness Dana Valentine witnessed the craft from his yard in Phoenix, and he said that, this is a quote, We could see the outline of a mass behind the lights, but you couldn't actually see the mass. It was more like a gray distortion of the night sky. Wavy. I don't know exactly know what it Camouflage! was. Camouflage! <laughs> I don't exactly know what it was, but it's not a technology the public has heard of before. Yeah, but let's like let's be real. The government hides a lot from us. Cloaking device. Another witness, Tommy. So, wow, that is not the right name. It's Tim Lee, but I wanted to say Tommy Lee. Okay. Um. So another witness, Tim Lee, said, "Um, this is another quote. It was astonishing and a little frightening. It was so big and so strange. You could couldn't actually see the object. All you could see was the outline, as though something was." blotting out the stars it the lights looked like gas there was a distortion on the surface also the lights didn't spill out of or shine i've never seen lights like that okay so they were kind of like you know how like if you see a light and it kind of auras and it kind of you can see the light kind of expanding it's like they didn't do that yeah they were just a light did you know they have a Phoenix Lights Festival? Are you going to talk about that? Um, I'm not, but I went on... Okay, there was another lady who made a quote, but I didn't put her in here because the quote didn't make sense to me personally. Like, when I kept reading it, like, I couldn't, like, figure out what she was saying. Yeah. But She's she, an alien. But she made a website. Oh, okay. And on the website, there was a cruise in October... A UFO cruise. A UFO cruise? If you're interested in going on a UFO cruise. I am. Do you want to go on a UFO cruise? Um, Sounds terrifying. Love it. They're going to abduct the whole boat. So witness Sue Watson described the craft as a shopping mall flying over my home. It had these lights in front and then it was totally illuminated underneath. Like a yellowish amber. It was totally round... It was a totally rounded boomerang shape. Oh, okay, neat. A shopping mall. It's like a shopping mall over my home. Oh my gosh, do you think like they have like a Michael Kors store there? <laughs> I like couldn't with that quote. I was like, a shopping mall? Or are they like really good outlet stores? Do they have an Auntie Anne's pretzels? Because I could really use one. Or like a Nordstrom. Ooh. Or... Or, or, or a hot topic. (laughs) (laughs) So air traffic controllers. We're two different mall shoppers right now. I'm. You're real life and I'm fake. I'm goth. No. Um, I'm just going through a goth phase. I remember when like going to the mall as a, um, I was going to say toddler, but that's not right. Um, Middle schooler. (laughs) All right. Um, you would be, like, terrified of Hot Topic because people were like, oh, it's scary, but actually it wasn't. No, Hot Topic's cool. The end. The end. Um, Air traffic controllers could not see the lights on radars despite seeing them with their own eyes in the sky. So it'd be, like, seeing them, but they weren't on their radar. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's creepy. 
Based on eyewitness reports, it appeared to be an enormous spacecraft that made no noise, moved slowly, and would occasionally hover over an area. Videos show the lights illuminating off and on randomly over the course of a few minutes. According to a computer al- analysis of the videos, it put the lights at 600 or sorry, 6000 feet long, which is more than a mile. So like the whole span of, of the this, lights of these lights is more than a mile is more wide. than a mile long. Like a co- like So it is a shopping mall. It's a whole shopping mall. She was right. She was right this entire time and we were just making fun of her. And she was so right. Some people did not think it's that- the new Mall of America <laughs> now coming to you. Mall of Jupiter. Um, some people did not think that this was a uh, one giant craft, but it was actually each light was its own craft. Yeah. Um, Bill Greiner, a truck driver and eyewitness, said that his route took him close to the Air Force Base, and he said that he noticed two orbs in the sky. And at the moment, at the moment he noticed them. Three F-16 planes took off, and after they took off, one of the orbs started following one of the planes before it shot up into the sky and disappeared. Oh. How does he know what kind of Air Force planes those are? I Maybe he's super into war planes. I guess so. I guess there's people like that. Bill had basically said that he was a skeptic before this, and now he, his, um, he has a whole new view based on what he saw. Yeah. Bill has also been quoted as saying, I may just be a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. (laughs) That don't belong here? (laughs) Yes. I wish the government would just admit it. You know what it's like in the city right now? It's like having 50,000 people in a stadium watch a football game and have someone tell them they weren't, and have someone tell us we weren't there. Yeah. So it's like the Super Bowl. And then, (laughs) yeah. This never happens. No, what are you talking about? There's no some, there's some no Jedi such thing mind as the trick. Super Bowl. Um, city councilwoman Frances Barwood said that at a city meeting, she asked if, if there was going to be an investigation into the Phoenix Lights. Yeah. So she said that she was met with a whole bunch of stares, and then after the meeting, a city manager came to her and said, "You shouldn't have asked that question." Oh. Um. Oh, then okay. the ridicule began. A cartoon published by. The Arizona Republic showed Barwood with a light switch on her forehead and a button on her jacket that said, I love UFOs. The carton, the cartoon read, those mysterious lights over Phoenix, they're on, but no one's home. That's mean. Then uh, she is. This is a quote from her. It says, I got cartoons in the paper with rockets going in one ear and out the other. One with Dr. Spock, recounted Barwood. The mayor's office put signs on her pictures in the hallway, and she found out after that they had also handed out business cards with her name on them that said, speak into the tinfoil, I will hear you. People are just, like, not nice. Like, you didn't you didn't get your ass off the fucking couch to go see what everyone on Twitter was talking about. Was Twitter even around? It's 1997. No, Twitter was not Twitter around. Twitter was not around. <laughs> It's like when the asteroid fell from the sky here in Michigan. (laughs) You know, within seconds, everyone was talking about it. For real. Um, Barwood started receiving phone calls from other witnesses, though, describing the event. Like, after, like, all this ridicule started happening to her, then all these people started reaching out to her. Um, Governor, Governor Symington? Sure. Held a press conference claiming he knew who was responsible and brought out the accused. 
The person, a person dressed as an alien, fucking really walked out onto the stage. Do you have a picture of this? Um, there's literally a video of it. Oh my, like, really? You're just gonna like play it off like that? They did, and he did. He just oh played it off like that. Did you find gosh. it? Yes, I found it. It is a huge person in an alien costume. Yeah, it's like, and then like everyone starts laughing as like the alien comes onto the stage and like he's definitely making fun of the situation. So despite publicly making fun of the event, Governor Symington later publicly admitted that he saw the craft and was quoted also saying that it was unquestionably a UFO. But he made fun of it publicly? Yes. He also apparently um, had his office do an inquiry about the sightings, but they never received an answer about what anything. All right. There are only a couple of theories about what the lights could have been that I could find. The first theory is an official explanation from the Air Force that the lights witnessed in the sky were merely flares dropped in a training exercise from a high altitude. Yeah, but how did they hover like that for two hours? Oh, we'll get into Explain it. that to me. So the military state that the flares were dropped over the Barry M. Goldwater Range near Gila Bend, Arizona. However, originally the Air Force base that allegedly carried out the training exercise claimed to have no planes in the air at the time. Okay. And a former F-16 pilot said that the lights could have been flares since the wind can carry the flares and the wind could have carried them at an equal distance like that. Like they could have, it could, the wind could have allegedly just like worked with the flares and and just sort of happened yeah um the flares were allegedly dropped at 10 p.m so this doesn't really explain the lights three hours earlier nope not at all no planes were sighted at the time of the first sighting at 7 p.m like there were no planes in the area okay the second theory is that the lights were actual UFOs. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? In case you were curious. Neat. Uh, three years later, the National Guard set off flares, and they did not move like the Phoenix lights. There was an apparently similar sighting that happened seven years earlier in Belgium that was very similar to the UF- like the Phoenix lights instance, but I didn't like Google too much about that. Um, there is a video, though, you can find of the National Guard trying to mimic the Phoenix lights, and they're shooting out all these flares, and they're just, like, kind of swirling and going, they don't look anything like, like what hovered in the sky for two hours. Yeah. So this case is considered to be one of the biggest UFO sightings just because of the sheer amount of sightings. Yeah. So no one really- It's hard to hide something when everyone saw it. A ton of people witnessed it. Yeah. So no one really fully knows what happened that night because there's no concrete proof of anything. Yeah. There have been a few times that, like I said, they've tried to reenact the event with flares. One time they did it, They it was said that they did look very similar, but the other time, like, it just looked kind of crazy and not at all like it. Yeah. So that has kind of- kind of been inconclusive it's also like very weird that there's been hundreds and hundreds of people who have seen this and there's still not an answer by anyone to what it could have been besides this flare explanation that doesn't quite add up yeah especially if they've tested it multiple times and they're like no that's not right 
it. So that is what I have for you on the Phoenix Lights. So for one lovely payment of $1,698 per person plus tax, you can spend seven nights throughout the Mexican Riviera to go on this UFO cruise. Oh, I love it. It sails from San Diego, and apparently you can just fucking stay on the ship the entire time, even though you're in Mexico. So... This is amazing. Oh, and if you don't have a roommate, they'll match one for you. Oh, fun. Yeah. And... So the roommate matching questions is smoker, non-smoker, vegetarian, non-vegetarian. That's all you get. What if the roommate matching thing matched you up with that guy from Ancient Aliens? Where the guy just goes... With his, like, hair? Yeah. Yeah. Is he even... Would he be on the ship? I have no idea, but I feel like he should be. He's the captain. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the, the speakers on the UFO cruise... Is Zaduk Ra Orisis Stardroves. That sounds like words. <laughs> he has a talk radio show. Okay. About aliens? I don't know. He is. Oh, geez. This is. He has his own website, stardroves.com. Okay. Zaduk is an oversoul of the ambassadorial complex of the Stardroves interplanetary mission. Ooh, Jesus. The Duke is a high or a cosmic high priest from Jupiter who has stepped in at this time to assist the Earth in assimilating the new subtle energies and ascension activities, activations that are occurring at this time on the Earth's ascension in the new haven and the new Earth reality. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I hate the world. (laughs) Zaduk has walked in after transition of the twin flame Mora to Venus and now known as Lady Venus upon his higher elder sister planet, Venus Mundo Azul. I don't know what that means. I want to listen to this guy talk. Over the years, Stardroves became notable pioneers in psychic surgery, utilizing Venusian angelic healing techniques. Oh, yeah. Those are really, you know, popular. (laughs) And first through their own transformation from humans to their higher realities as cosmic ambassadors. Many starseeds living as humans share this potentiality and... The Stardrove's ambassadorial units serve and to serve to assist these star seeds in this metamorphosis. Oh my god. <laughs> so we have to go on a UFO cruise? We have to go on a UFO cruise. <laughs> yeah, so that's the kind of crazy that you can get just for sixteen ninety eight for seven nights at sea to go to Mexico. Love it. Let's go. All right. Look our- <laughs> All right, so I guess that does it for That's us it. today. That's all I had. Sorry, I got a little wrapped up in reading about that, and I still want to keep reading about it. But That's like, hilarious. We'll like, just move yes. on. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for being here today. 
Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. What else do I say? Hold on. Is this you? Wait. This is me. Social media for Amber in a go. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the MFCast, on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can send us your very fun stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. If you go on this cruise, please tell me about the guy I just talked about. Um, if you go on this cruise, raw origins, take us with you. Something. We also like to give a special thanks to, wait, Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast, and a special thanks to me. For attempting to do this outro very poorly. Cameron and Cameron Jenna. Cameron and Devin and Jenna, where you can find Jenna at Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. And that's what we got. That's done. Thanks for your listening times. Yeah. Let and us know what you think of this episode. Sorry it wasn't very paranormal. I mean, it's a, its own type of paranormal. Yeah. And thank you and have a fantastic day. You're missing something. And don't eat your friends. And don't tempt fate. And don't buy livestock. Okay. (laughs) Because the witch might come and eat them. She's just stealing them to be their friends. Don't steal witches' friends. (laughs) Okay. And done. Goodbye. Goodbye.